903 here on Your Life, Your Money on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Chris Creston, and I'm joined as always by the money guy, Kelvin. You can reach Kelvin anytime by calling him directly at 416-457-7526 or visit askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there and all the grandmothers and anyone who's <laughs> thinking about becoming a mother, <laughs> anything like that. Happy Mother's Day to you. And it's sort of a gloomy, gray, cold, rainy mm. Mother's Day, but I think that, well, at least the temperatures will go up right throughout the day, hopefully. <laughs> Calvin, how are you doing today? Good, good, good. Good to see you. Good. Yeah, good to see you. You know, today you've actually brought along a special guest, so I'm interested to get started because I think we're going to be doing some uh, interesting shows here. Yeah, so the last uh, few months, you know, I've been talking to friends of mine and clients and so on, and there's always, we're all talking about these millennial people how lazy they are and they don't do anything and they want everything right now. So I thought to myself, you know what, let me, the next few shows, let's talk about millennials because you guys are a big part of uh, of society now. So, but before we start, I thought to myself, let me tell you some uh, some stats, right? You know, I'm always talking about these stats, mm-hmm. right? So, so the silent generation are people that are born between 1928 and 45. So they're typically 73 to 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And those people didn't really, you know, they went to work, didn't say anything, saved their money and went home. Right. Then they came the baby booners that were born between 1946 and 64. So they're typically 54 to like 72 years old that did a lot of saving, come really very wealthy and then the Generation X people came along. And those are guys that people that were born between 1965 and 1980, who are typically th- they're 38 to 53 year old. And I think, in my opinion, that that's like the best generation because they got the best of both worlds. Right. And then came you guys, the millennials, born between 1981 and 1996. So you're typically 22 to 37 year old. I'm in there. Right. And our generation think you guys are lazy and don't do anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, I got to, so, I, so I started doing a bunch of research in this before we started to do the show. So I thought to myself, you know what, let me bring my daughter on, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Brittany's going to be 25 in June. And I thought from you guys' perspective to say what is your struggles um, as you get older, what are your challenges, and how can we help to put some perspective into that help you plan out your money life at such an age so you don't get to the problem the money problems as you age and you get into your 60s and 70s so Brittany hi everyone so yeah I'm Brittany <laughs> the money girl yes <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah like Calvin said um I I am in the business uh I work in a team with uh Calvin so and I am a millennial just like yourself Chris um, and yeah, all the struggles that we deal with, you know, money problems, um, should you buy a house, should you not, mm-hmm. um, what you should do, how you should save your money, uh, if you budgeting, there's a lot of problems that we deal with as a millennial. And it's not that we're not doing anything to go forward, but there's a lot of problems that hold us back. You know, Brittany, I think you've got a unique perspective that you can bring to our audience because not only are you a millennial, you work in the industry of advising people with money, and you grew up in the house of a, of a guy who who manages money and probably has a lot of interesting things to say because you know he's 
Kelvin, if, if you've never listened to your life, your money before, Kelvin is a student of his craft. Like he doesn't, it, what's what's you always say, you say, don't be a know-it-all. Yeah, be a learn-it-all. Exactly. And so there's, you know, there's always a lot of thought and conversation and philosophy behind what you do. Right. And I think uh, one of the things that I see and why I wanted to bring on Brittany is because she sees now clients that are older and some of the struggles that they have and some of the struggles that their kids have. So you guys are all the same age, so you can help each other along to to don't make these money problems, don't have these money problems as you get older and find a solution so you, you can still have a great life, but yet have lots of money as you get older. Right, and as the show uh, progresses, we'll talk about some myths about millennials and talk about some myths about money and yes. everything as well. It's your life, your money, and it's an opportunity here for us to dig in and talk about how money really does affect our lives and you know not just talk about the sort of big nebulous right. things with stocks markets and yeah. IPOs and and, and you know like that. we shouldn't really care about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know I mean we should but don't really let it consume your life mm-hmm. I mean try and, and figure out you what do you want and how am I going to live my next 40 years of my life what am I going to do so yeah right? exactly now I guess one question that I have is I feel like millennials and maybe Brittany you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like we are always trying to reinvent the wheel. Like we're always thinking that they, we've got to come up with some new way of doing everything. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think everyone's trying to, you know, take something that's old and put a new spin on it, which sometimes can help and we can kind mm-hmm. of do new things. But I think it's good to always stick to, you know, what is old and what does work and don't try and reinvent it all the time and if something is working it's obviously working for a reason right right well let's sorry i'll let you say yeah yeah well that leads me to myth number one yes it says millennials don't save for retirement and we're going to come back with that myth at the uh, other side of this break here because i want to make sure that we do save time to get to dig in deep on that one because i that's one that i'm at that age now i'm in my early 30s and i'm thinking all right Time for fun is over. I got to start saving for retirement. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I, well, hopefully Kelvin can put my fears at rest here and Brittany. Kelvin, the money guy, Brittany, the money girl. You can call 416-457-7526 or visit askkelvin.ca, askkelvin.ca. More of your life, your money. On the other side here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And welcome back. It is 9.13. We are live here on Global News Radio and Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy, and special today, Brittany, the money girl, here discussing money, finances, and specifically millennials here today and discussing some myths and some different things that uh, millennials have to think about, some of the concerns that right. are specific to those millennials, those people born between 1981 and 19. 19- 96. And we're going to touch on the first myth that we want to talk about here today. Millennials don't save for retirement. But before we do that, I want to get to Jerry in Oxbridge, who's called us up here and has a question for the money peoples. Hey, Jerry, thank you so much for giving us a call today. Great. Thanks for having me. Hey, Jerry, Jerry. what's your question? I'm here with my mother on Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) She's, uh, um, her income is very low, right? But she's sitting on a house that's been paid for for forty years, and and if if you could have, I look at it, if they could have an extra thousand dollars a month, right, to, to enjoy or you know go on a trip for 
mm-hmm. you know, to, to pull it back out. They don't need to to live life poor. And uh, when they die, well, so what if there's a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars left in the estate? Right. And I see I see the ads for reverse mortgages, but when I look at reviews, they're very very damning. Yeah. So how old's your mom? Um, well, I got mother and mother, one's 88 and mother-in-law is, uh, about 75. Right. They're both the same situation. So, so reverse, Jerry, reverse mortgages, you're right. Uh, there's a lot of bad press about them and so on. Um, and it's hard to discuss it on the air, but there's a hybrid of a reverse mortgage. The, the thing with the reverse mortgage is, um, you know, you lose all the equity and everything else. You borrow against it and there's always a monthly payment to pay and, and it's big, it's long and complicated. No, there is no monthly payment. The monthly payments, monthly payments don't happen until the person dies. Until they d- right, but there's a re- there's a there's a hybrid of the reverse mortgage. Um, we've actually done a few for people where you don't lose the house, you don't lose anything. Um, for argument's sake, is more of like a um, like a line of credit almost. Um, it's really hard to discuss it on the air. I, I suggest it. Give me a call off the air, and we can have a chat about it. But it's a it's a hybrid of the reverse mortgage. Okay. So so give me a call off the air um, on my cell, and uh, we can have that discussion. How was that? Okay. All okay. right. Jerry, okay. the Enjoy. number is 416-457-7526. I'll say it a number of times throughout the show. Jerry, thanks so much for giving us a call. It's 416-457-7526. Yeah, the, the, the reverse mortgage is a tricky one because I feel like people – Either love them or hate them, right? And, and and you know, Canadians are asset rich and liquid poor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a house that's paid off for, like Jerry said, mm-hmm. um, but we have no money, so we can use that extra thousand. The, the problem is, how do we take or suck the money out of our house mm-hmm. without losing you, it? Right, exactly. And that's something that is, you know, obviously a problem for the silent generation, maybe baby boomers looking after their parents right. like this. And not necessarily for millennials. That's a dream. The idea. Wait a minute. Own a home and have paid it off. What is this? What is that a thing that happens to people? Right. Tell me more. Now, that's you know a lot of people. Their home is their retirement plan, yes. and that's the, our first myth is millennials don't save for their retirement. Well, interestingly enough, it says that uh, you know when I when I look through this, it says sixty percent of millennials age you know eighteen to thirty seven describe the amount of money they've saved as some or none, <laughs> right? So some is more than none, but uh... <laughs> so it's somewhere between zero and twenty five thousand. So um, a little more than forty percent of people from from twenty to thirty seven in that range. So debt is really is certainly. Um, Normal for millennials. Um, when I look, it says that uh, you know if you're 35, your average amount or your medium savings is about 12,000. And interestingly enough, when I look at the 55-year-old to 65-year-old, their average savings is about 120,000. So in fact, millennials are a little bit ahead of this 55-year-old when it comes to saving. So Brittany, I, you know? Yeah, I think that we definitely do save. But it's hard with, you know, we have a problem with inflation and the cost of living. You want to go out and you want to do things, but you're trying to save as well. So even though you are putting money away and you're trying to put a budget together, it's hard when, you know, cost of living is expensive and when you want to go out and do things. And I think that it's important to save, sure, but you should also live your life in this moment too, yes. right? If you want to go out, if you want to take that vacation, it's definitely good to do that. But 
at the end of the day, do put some of your savings away. And, you know, Brittany, what do you find, you know, your clients and your friends who are in your age group are, are saying about that? Like, do they have a hard time thinking about retirement because it's so far off? Or is, you know, it is so, it's so much easier to think about saving for a vacation than it is for saving for retirement. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's easy to think to save for a vacation because it's now and it's fun. Yeah. But retirement, a lot of people aren't thinking about that necessarily because there's a lot more things we have to do from now to that time, like trying to buy a house, uh, trying to save your money, trying to you know budget for everything you're trying to do at this point in time. But it is important to start planning for your retirement and for your future and start saving that money or thinking about it, at least put the thought out there that you know you're one day you're going to get to that point. So it's important to start thinking about it. It's interesting that the stats are showing that the you know millennials are actually you guys saving. are saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the average debt load for millennials are about $25,000 or less. So so it seems so you guys are actually learning from the generation before mm-hmm. which we always learn from the generation before to save a little bit of your money. And spend a little bit of your money. You know, there's many people in their late 60s today and their 70s regret that they didn't take that trip or didn't buy that, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever they wanted to buy. Like, yeah, like I wanted to go hike the Inca Trail. Well, I can't hike the stairs anymore. I, right. I'm having trouble with, with that. Where, <laughs> yeah. How am I going to do this now? And studies show that, uh, you know, you will hit your retirement goals. You will get to where you want to get to. But enjoy your life today. You only live once. Mm-hmm. And... I guess, Brittany, you know, being not only, you know, a financial advisor yourself, but having been grown up, being taught by one of the the best, one of the uh, (laughs) top 40 financial advisors in the country. That's right. Did you learn a lot at home? Like, how much do you feel like parents need to be teaching their kids and just sort of teaching by example? Yeah, I think it's definitely important, especially because we don't learn this stuff in school. I don't know if they're going to change it. I heard that they might now, but... I never learned this stuff in school, so to be able to have someone to help me and guide me to make the right decisions, now being 25, when I was about 16, I started doing things, so I'm a lot more ahead than I would have been if I didn't do anything. So I think it's definitely important to have someone to talk to and to kind of get advice from and learn what to do and what not to do. You know, my parents always talked about money, too, and it's interesting, Mother's Day dinner last night with right. my mom talking about, she's a teacher, teaches grade six, yeah. talking about money, and talking, they had to set up a budget for a business or something, right. and the students said whenever they had cost overruns, don't worry, we'll put it on a credit card, we'll put it on a credit card, we'll put it on, a, <laughs> and these are g- the grade See, six now, that's so that's problem. a whole other generation, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know where, what they're learning, but maybe the children of millennials aren't doing, aren't doing so, so well with financial no, planning. so maybe after the break, we'll get into myth number two. Exactly, millennials blow their money on frivolous things. Sometimes I'm guilty of that. We'll talk about that on the other side here with your life, your money, with the money guy and the money girl here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 925 here live on Global News Radio on a sort of dreary Sunday morning. Happy yep. Mother's Day out there to all the mothers who are going to be receiving flowers and <laughs> uh, and things and probably watching the Raptors games yes, with, tonight. with their kids yes. tonight. Maybe uh, maybe you'll get together and watch a little Game of Thrones. But if the Raptors game is still on, let the PVR take over Game of Thrones. we got Game 7 right, tonight. Yeah. So it's, you know, it was 18 years ago, right, um, that they were in the finals, in the semis against uh, Philly, and yeah. Carter missed that shot with two seconds left, right? 
I, I brought out my bad luck charm, which is my old Vince Carter jersey. <laughs> and, and so that, I, I don't know what, uh, what to make of that or what uh, that's going to do for the team, but that's, uh, I dusted that one off this weekend. So and it's hopefully. almost year to date, you know, because it was 18 years ago, May 20th, I think it was, where he missed a shot. <laughs> Hopefully, let's, better. Let's hope it today. doesn't come down to a yeah. shot here. Uh, but we are talking about millennials. It's Kelvin, the money guy, and we got Brittany, the money girl, here as well. And you can always reach Kelvin at 416 457 7526, or you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca, ask K E L V I N.ca. And we've been going over some myths about millennials and money here on your life, your money. Today and we're uh, on to myth number two here, or rather myth number yeah myth yeah, number, number two, two here. Wow, we're, we're, time flies. Time flies. <laughs> the uh, myth number two: millennials blow their money on frivolous things. So yeah, so that's our perception about you guys that you spend your money on you know Uber Eats and doing all these crazy things, right? Mm-hmm. When when I looked into it uh, deeper, what I found was the opposite. It's uh, the survey found that um, millennials actually spend less money than other generations on on things like clothing, entertainment, drinking, stuff like that. So, so what we think is the opposite. You guys actually are pretty good with your money. Wow. That's interesting. I, I would have thought that it was the other way around because it's and maybe that's it. Millennials. I'm a self-loathing millennial. We've had this sort of fed to us this whole time thinking about, oh, like you said, Uber Eats, Nights Out, Avocado Toast, all those pricey things right. that we have. We Starbucks. Star, uh, uh, don't, don't, don't look at my coffee. Don't look at my coffee. But uh, Brittany, what's your experience with that? You know, that's always and I feel like it's put on young women more than it's put on young men like the the avocado toast to me that's that's something very sort of like feminine that that, that a, a young lady would order yeah or make or whatever but it it seems like millennial women get more of the brunt about the frivolous spending than millennial men Is, am i wrong about that or? yeah i i'd say that's true i, I do like avocado toast so i guess i fit <laughs> right in there but uh, yeah I, it's interesting like i was talking to a few of my friends and this is one of the big things that came up in our conversation that, you know, we want to save our money. But when you're going out to, you know, have a night out or you're always spending money, whether it's, you know, going out for dinner, which we like to do. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something to do. It's social. It's fun. Um, you know, going out to bars, even if you're just going to someone's house, you're either, you know, you take an Uber because you're not drinking and driving mm-hmm. or you're going out to buy your alcohol or whatever it is nights out are becoming money grabs like you always have to spend money on whatever you're gonna do now not all the time Mm -hmm. but it's nice to go out and Mm -hmm. have fun but it involves spending money well for the most part yeah so whether it is an uber or you're going even when you're going to someone's condo like you're going to be bringing something most millennials aren't you know serving up all all like all their friends right so that at least you're bringing a bottle of wine you're bringing a six-pack you're bringing something exactly so there's there is something to that. So you're saying that we're not doing that. I guess there's some balance, Kelvin, on how to you know still have those nice things, those frivolous things that we enjoy, but right. still save, save money for the right? future. Yeah. So so I think you guys have it have it pretty have it right. I think in uh, in our world, if you're you know older, all we did was save, 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 and we didn't enjoy some of the nice things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you guys 
somehow have learned to kind of balance your life with living today, but saving for the. In fact, you guys are doing what our what the silent generation told us: save for the rainy day. Right. Mm-hmm. So you guys are actually doing that, uh, yet enjoying your life today. And Brittany, are there any tips or any ways that you, you think of that sort of help you along with that, or is it just sort of an, almost a s- subconscious thing? For going out For going out and still not spending all your money. (laughs) Well, I'd say if you're going out and you're going out to, you know, have fun, most of my friends, we all have uh, like a a pre-drink. That Mm -hmm. way you don't have to spend as much at the bar. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) And I know a lot of people do that. And that's actually something that I I noticed that seemed to be very millennial-ish. When we were growing up. We did the pre-drink before going out to the bar and having just like at least a drink or or something before you went out so you weren't spending your money on like $14 beers at the the bar or the club or whatever the cocktails cost. And then my parents would be... Looking at it, it's like we're degenerates. <laughs> Saying, well, well, you're drinking before you go to the bar? What's wrong with you? Well, we did the same thing. It's just that uh, we did it in the park. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that today, you guys. So things have changed for for you guys and us. Mm-hmm. So I guess after the, the break, we'll mm-hmm. talk about myth number three. Yeah, the myth number three is that hey, millennials, you don't even want to buy a house. You don't, you're not concerned about that at all. So we'll get to why that's a myth. And uh, some more information about that and some more uh, thoughts on, you know, how how millennials can afford yes. houses these days after the break here on Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy and Brittany the Money Girl here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And it is 933 here on Your Life, Your Money. You can call Kelvin anytime directly at 416-457-7526 and you can visit his website, Ask kelvin.ca ask k-e-l-v-i-n dot c-a we've been talking about millennial money issues and uh kelvin was kind enough to share his daughter here by bringing her in Brittany, the money girl is here to teach us more about millennials and And help (laughs) millennials get money and uh and understand their money and we've been rolling through some myths here today about millennials and money and we'll recap all of them as uh, at the end of the show so stay tuned for that if you missed any of them now the last one we did was millennials blow their money on frivolous things mm-hmm. and I had a bit of a trick to this when I was in my 20s early 20s and it's sort of a weird it's a weird way of doing things and <laughs> right? definitely got some looks but I always I knew that I was spending money on things I shouldn't I was going out for multiple coffees a day right. spending money on that but my trick was I always had cash and I always spent a new bill. So every time I went out for a cup of coffee or anything, I would always spend, or gum even, I would <laughs> drop a 20 on the counter and any change that I got, I would save. And when I came home at the end of the day, that shrapnel would go right into rolls that I had on my nightstand right. and I would roll it up and get it ready to go to the bank eventually. But right. I just ended up holding on to it for a long time. So when I needed, like you were saying, Kelvin, we're saving, like the, uh, the silent generation saved for a rainy day. When I my computer broke and I needed a new laptop. You had the money there. I dug into the change purse and that's where it was. So you created good habits. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to say um, is create some really good money habits mm-hmm. and your life financially would be great. And I didn't really deny myself anything because right. I was still spending money on yeah. the what you would think exactly. to be a frivolous thing, this cup of coffee exactly. here. <laughs> I should really get back to doing that because <laughs> my yeah. savings would be doing better. Somewhere along the lines, I stopped doing that, but I should uh, start it up again. 
But uh, myth number three is millennials don't want to buy a house. And I feel like, like I, I don't know, it, it's hard to tell because there are millennials that you, that you see that do own or maybe mm-hmm. some of them are renting and they wish they could own. Right. And then you've got other millennials who are still at home and you think, well, do they want to buy a house? What, what is it? What's going so, on? So when I looked into this, it, you know, it says... Um, if you're age 20, 26 to 37, 42% of you own your own a resident, a condo or townhouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you guys are owning homes um, as you get later on in your life. So I guess you're understanding that, man, I better not just rent or live at home. I better save up some money and go do it. Interestingly enough, most of those that age group was helped out by their parents or, you know, a friend of the family that gave you money because, as you know, house prices have gone way out of whack, right? Mm -hmm. So it's getting harder and harder for you guys to get into the market. But it seems like it's come down a bit. And it seems like, uh, you know, you guys have learned the concept um, to buy a house, to have some home ownership. Although when you do the math, it says don't own a home um, because of some, you know, a whole bunch of other things. But I think you guys are you guys are getting the concept that we grew up with, that our generation grew up with. You know what? Let's own a home and you know raise some kids and and move on. So I think you've learned the the concept of using other people's money to help you make money. So you know you go and you put down ten percent on a home and you borrow the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to your retirement planning, why don't you do the same thing? Uh, rather than trying to save three, four, five hundred dollars a month, which you clearly can't because life is so expensive, mm-hmm. why don't you borrow some money and invest it and save your money, right? Mm-hmm. So use the same concept for owning a home as planning your retirement. Interesting. And, and you guys will be fine. Bernie, what do you find? You know, people in your group, you're a little bit younger than I am. Are they owning homes at this point? I think I didn't. I bought my condo when my wife and I got engaged, and then we were able to sort of pool our RSPs mm. together that right. we ended up using for our down payment. And we were 26 at the time. And that's right sort of around where you're at. Yeah. And that's where we well, we were engaged and didn't want to live with our parents right. at any point being, you know, married. Yeah. So we started thinking, do we want to rent? Can we afford to own? Where can we afford to own? And things like that. And it just sort of all click together where we ended up getting a condo but where are people at now yeah i think this is a really big topic amongst like my friends and i when we talk about this so i have a few friends they they rent um some of them you know they're dating they decided to rent together and, and same thing they have two incomes to kind of pull it together um i've some friends that have actually just bought condos or they're looking to buy but it's always this debate should you rent or should you buy I mean, obviously, everybody would like to buy. That's the main thing. That way you have, you know, you own it. But it's really hard, especially with the prices increasing and it's expensive to buy a house, right? And it's almost impossible without two incomes. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, some of the things that you guys have available to you that that we didn't have Mm -hmm. back then was using your RSPs to put down on a home. So if you're in that 20... Six that if you're that millennial uh, person, you might want to consider borrowing money and put into your RSPs uh, to use to buy a home. You know, each uh, you can use twenty five thousand dollars out of your your RSP tax free to buy yourself a house. So, so you guys have a lot of things available to you. It's just that you don't. Uh, nobody tells you about it. 
So you have to really seek out that information and what can I do for myself. So everything boils down to the planning. How do I buy the house? What do I do? Um, you know, how do I how do I uh, pay off the house? That kind of stuff. Right, Brittany. Do you find that millennials don't seek help, or you think that they they're more likely to seek help? I think that they would seek help. Mm-hmm. You know, and people they try and you know research on themselves and figure it out for themselves, but. You know, we go and get advice from people for all different sorts of things. Why not go to a professional and who will sit down and look at everything that you're doing in your money life and figure it out for you? Mm-hmm. So I think it's definitely important to get advice and to seek help and just have a second opinion on what you're doing. And somebody who's an outside perspective is important too because, you know, when you're investing your money, you're emotionally emotional with it, right? right. So why not get an outside perspective to help you out? And if you'd like some help, you can always contact Kelvin the Money Guy, 416-457-7526, or askkelvin.ca. And, and you know, just after the break, we'll talk a little bit about that, about mm-hmm. how um, how you can use other people's money to help you make money and save for your future, help you pay off your mortgage and things like that, with some examples um, that Brittany can probably share with you. Perfect. And that's coming up on the other side, along with myth number four, millennials are job hoppers. <laughs> I, 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 I think that that one is one that a lot of people probably are familiar with and maybe in their own workplace or uh, maybe in their own households here. And we'll talk about that some more here on Your Life, Your Money on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're doing a special show here on millennials where you know, it's either your kids are millennials or you're a millennial yourself and you're trying to navigate all these things right. and we're trying to sort of bring all that to you here with Kelvin the Money Guy and Brittany the Money Girl here on Your Life, Your Money. You can always visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca, or you can give him a call at 416 457 Seven five two six. Now, before we get to myth number four here, I wanted to touch on something that you were talking about before the break, and that is helping to f- how millennials can use other people's money in order to reach their own goals. Right. So, when you know, a lot of people uh, try and save, you know, like I say, two, three hundred bucks a month, and they hoping that when they hit that sixty-five, it turns into you know, a million dollars. Well, it never does. So what I always encourage people to do is say, listen, if you're 30 years old today mm-hmm. and you want to retire when you're 65, so 30 years from now, figure out how much money you want. So if you want to have a half a million in cash and your house paid out for, we know money typically doubles every 10 years. So work backwards and say, you know, in 30 years, so now I want to have 500,000. So how much do I have to put away today? Mm-hmm. So... I, I did this study, and I, what I found was it, we took two 19-year-old person, right? Mm-hmm. The first one decided to save $2,000 every uh, year till they're 26. So they saved, um, what's that, 16000 The other one decided, man, I'm not going to save any money. I'm going to fool around and do what I need to do. And when I'm 26, I'm going to start saving. So that person decided, had to save $2,000 every year until they were 65. So they put in $70,000. You know, when they were both 65, the one who only who stopped saving when they were 26 ended up with over a million dollars. Right, because they'd already started it, the, the ball rolling early on. Well, Einstein said, you know, there's seven wonders in the world, right? Einstein said the eighth wonder is, guess what? Compound interest. <laughs> yeah. So let your money work start today. So don't go and rush out to save up to 
um, you know, save and save and save. Go and borrow. We're, we live in an interest rate environment that's as cheap as ever yeah. that money has ever been. So why don't you go and borrow, depending on your age, go borrow 10, 20 grand and throw it into the markets and leave it alone for the next 30 years. And I, you will retire a millionaire down the road if you did things like that. So I think you millennials have found you're doing things differently than we did. Um, and I think that's where you guys stumble, isn't that thinking outside the box? Right. And you are, you guys do things like that. Um, you know, so Brittany, why don't you talk about what you did when you were a few years ago? Yeah, so when I was about 16, I did what Calvin said. I borrowed money for an, an investment loan. And throughout the years, I've made profits on that. And then what you're, you should leave it in there and let it grow. But, you know, I was young, so I took my profits and I was able to go on trips. Buy a um, purse. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Buy some things I wanted. But it's because I started when I was young and I made a profit. So, you know, I saw it. And I said, OK, well, I might as well at this age take it and do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it, you should leave it in for longer. <laughs> It'll benefit you later on. But it's something to do and to start with. And, and now at this age, I think it's a good time to do it. For the time, you know, you get to say 30 years old, you have some profits built up. And at that time, your life is very different, right? And then you can use that to sort of bankroll those nice to have things. Right, and yeah. exactly. Things you'd like to have and not not be worried about living paycheck to paycheck exactly. or anything like that. And not that. only that, the interest is tax deductible. Right. Yeah. So not only do you make some money, but you get a, a nice tax deduction down the road. So there's so many things that you millennial guys, or mm-hmm. not only millennials, but anyone can do. So if you're, you know, if you're a parent of a millennial, sit down and 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 have some um, thoughts about it. And and that word millennial is so hard to say, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because there, it, you know, we're talking about millennials here, but these are all tricks that anyone can the, do. But it's just age. great to get the ball rolling when you are young. Like, Brittany, you started when you were 16 working on this. Like, I know when I first started working, my first job, my mom said, all right, you're going to put so much percent into RSPs. And like, so there were some forced savings there. Right. And then I was saving change like a miser. And so there's (laughs) other, there's, there's, you know, as long as you've sort of got that part in your head, that's there. But a lot of the times money is something that any, any demographic, it's hard. Like the minute that people say, I sit down and I start thinking about money, I just glaze over and I I hear the numbers and I'm not sure exactly what I have or what I'm doing. So that's why it's good to have someone who knows what they're doing is and sort have, of impartially helping you out with it, and that's what you guys do. Yeah, exactly. And, and have that discussion, you know, and sit down and really, truly understand mm-hmm. what you want and how you're going to achieve it, you yeah. know? So, and parents, if you've got uh, a money guy yourself right. or a money girl, then go and, you know, introduce and your kids yes. to them so that they can get a little bit of, uh, right. of education on it as well. If you have an advisor, sit down with them or have your kids Sit down with them and figure out. I mean, we live in a we live in a money world, mm-hmm. so you better understand about your money, what's good and what's bad about it. Yeah, you know. Before this segment wraps up, I should introduce uh, myth number four: millennials are job hoppers. Now, that sort of is a, a bit of a product of the environment, right? Yes. The, the sort of the economics of the day, right? And and what happened a long time ago? Um, a lot of companies had pension plans, you know. Um, so the longer you stayed there, the better off you would be, right? In today's world, a lot of companies are not having those pension plans. So what's happening is you guys are jumping around from job to job 
looking to get that extra dollar or that extra income to, to save, right? Um, so 50%, 56% of people age 26 to 37 or or jump around all the time. And I think it's because, like I said, I think it's because there's no pension plans for you guys. Companies don't have it anymore. Very few companies have it. So if you belong to a company that has pension plan, you probably stay there a little bit longer. I would is is what is what we see. Um so yeah, we never did that, right? Like I mean, the the baby boon of generation never really moved around because things were done for them. And you probably know people that, you know, got that golden watch because they, they stayed there for mm-hmm. 50 years or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so. for their entire life. You worked in one place. And I'm I'm at a bad example for this because I've been at Chorus since before I was engaged. And I've been at Chorus for now 11 years. Which and is odd for it, which is odd. It is odd for especially this industry, too. Yeah. However, my wife who works in marketing has uh, found herself in the same amount of time since we've been engaged. She's worked for four or five different companies. Right. So that, that I think is more to that idea of. So that myth is true. Ah. You guys do jump around. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. Now I, I'll let uh, Brittany comment on that when we come back from the break, as well as get on to our final myth as well, which is millennials are unambitious. So (laughs) let's take the break and we'll touch on those two things when we come back with Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy and Brittany the Money Girl here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we've been rolling through some myths about millennials and money. And the last one we touched on was that millennials are job hoppers. And turns out that myth is true. That's the that's the one so far that's been that's true. Yeah. True, and uh, and uh, I I didn't give Brittany a chance to weigh in on that, but uh, I I know I look at my peers and I see them. And I'm obviously the anomaly. I've yes. been in the same company yeah. for eleven years, yeah. but I see my peers who have changed jobs and careers and whole industries and everything in within that span of time. And you see people who you know, were you know. Do, doing one job and now they're doing something drastically, drastically different. What, what's your experience? Yeah, been? I'd say, well, because we are, oh, I am a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends around this age, it's we can kind of relate it to school. You know, you went to school for something and you're doing, your job is totally different now. Mm-hmm. So I'd say because a lot of my friends are, have started working, you know, fresh out of school, maybe two years into it. Some have changed, which is pretty quick mm-hmm. in what they're doing, and some have maintained what they're going to do, but they're kind of looking to see what else is out there. So I do think that one is true, and we kind of change from job to job. Mm-hmm. And I'm just reminded of a stat that a uh, grade 9 business teacher said to us on the first day of class, which <laughs> stuck in my head, obviously, said that your generation will have 15 careers in their life. 15 yeah. sounds like a lot. I don't yeah. know. He might be right. He might be right. I don't know. But yeah. uh, that was, uh, well, I guess time will tell how many careers we're all going to have uh, here. But we should, um, if I want to hold on to this career, we should move <laughs> on to the next <laughs> myth, which is that millennials are unambitious. And I this this one to me, I feel like is sort of the antithesis of truth. I feel like this one, millennials are pretty ambitious. What's uh, What are the stats showing us, Kelvin? So the stats say, yeah, you guys are ambitious. What's happening is um, millennials always want to increase their, their net worth. So you guys, according to the Bank to Bank of America, millennials are most likely to ask for a raise, where we didn't. Um, the, the data found that 46% of millennials have asked for one raise in the past two years, and they got it. 
compared with 36% of Generation X and 39% of Baby Boomers. So you guys have a better uh, batting average than we did. And and you so you're increasing your net worth and saving money by you know how we always say take ten percent mm-hmm. of whatever you make and stash it away. Well, you guys are doing it that way. You're asking for raises and you're actually getting it. So the silent generation, the baby boomers, the Generation X, we're always afraid to ask for raises because we don't want to rock the boat. Right, you guys are rocking the boat. Yeah. You, what do you think it is? Is it just that the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and you know that's just something that we didn't, our parents didn't know, and we're sort of teaching them a little bit about? Or yeah, maybe I think also millennials, like around our ages, Chris, are, you know, we go for it. It's something that you know you have something set in your head, and mm-hmm. you know you do have goals, and I think we are very ambitious, and we work hard. It just gets looked over easily by baby boomers. Like Calvin said before, they kind of think we're lazy, we don't do anything, but I think it's the opposite. It's just dealing with your overall financial situation, which kind of makes you know your goals difficult, mm-hmm. right? Right, and that's something that I, I guess that older generations probably look at millennials asking for a raise saying, well, I didn't ask for a raise, right. so they assume that they didn't earn the raise. So they think that millennials are asking for something they didn't right. earn. Exactly. But if they're getting it... yeah. Then they, I guess they, they earned did. it, right? <laughs> That's it. That's Their bosses I, are paying them. Yeah. They they're not, it's not a money factory. They're, right. they're doing a job and they're getting and, the numerator. And yeah. some of the things that you guys have to worry about, that which we really didn't have to worry too much, only in the last, I would say, 15 years, things like health issues, you know, like cancer, stroke, not really stroke, but like cancer. So you guys available to you guys critical illness insurance, where we didn't have that available to us. So, so you millennials, people should look into this and say, listen, you know, if I if I get a, a cancer stroke heart attack over the next 20 years, I better get some type of insurance, not life insurance, but a critical illness insurance that if something was to happen to me, I get one time my income. And if nothing happens to me, I get back all my money. So that's some of the things, the new things that you guys have to start looking at. So I, on... Uh, in 2010, they did, a, they did an estimate of how many young people are in Canada. And there's 10.2, mil, uh, 10.2 million children and young people in Canada. Of those, 5.6% were aged between 14 and younger. 2.3 were adolescents between the age of 15 and 19. And 2.4 million were young people between 24, between 20 and 24. So what it tells us is, you know, there's... there's a lot of young people out there also that are that are now planning their lives. So the gist of the show is your life, your money. Sit down or give us a call and let's sit down and, and, and figure out where do you want to be in 25 years from now. But along those 25 years, I want to enjoy my life also. Right. And find a way to make yes. a balance of do your both. life yes. and your money. I promised I would recap. Myth number five was millennials are unambitious. Untrue. Myth number four, millennials are job hoppers. Pretty true, true. kind of true. <laughs> um, myth number three, millennials don't want to buy a house. No, you guys do. We do. We do. They, and there's a, interesting challenges and balances there because, you know, interest rates are low, but the cost of housing is so high. Right. right. Myth number two, millennials blow their money on frivolous things. Hey, we do, but so does everyone else is the myth, and we do it less than uh, Gen Xers and uh, baby boomers. Yeah. You know what the gist is? Save half and spend half, and your life will be great. Myth number one was millennials don't save for retirement, and again, untrue millennials. You guys do. Yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. We are out of time here, so I want to thank Brittany the Money Girl for joining us here yeah, today. Thank you for having me. Hope awesome. this helped. <laughs> yeah, no, look forward to having you on future shows as well. So thank you very much. And Kelvin the Money Guy, thank you as always for educating us and entertaining us here on Your Life, Your Money. Good. You can call Kelvin anytime at 416-457-7526 or visit askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Happy Mother's Day and stay tuned to Global News Radio 640 Toronto.